I tried to get a tan like to keep up with Chris, but Chris like goes outside for two seconds and comes back like you know a bronzed Adonis, and I, 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 I pee, peek out into the sun for two minutes, and I'm like Nosferatu, it starts to burn, and I have to go back inside. <laughs> Mary, obviously, yeah, uh, your your hair's out of control. Yeah, I thought you know. No, your hair's lovely. So it's so chunky. Like I can't wait to get this like full Britney's next week and somebody do something with these roots. Like <laughs> I'm so excited. You, I feel like I actually put a wave in my hair because I thought those two have had their haircuts. I'm not turning up looking like a bag of shite. So and you so guys. So what happened? <laughs> And you guys look so beautiful and so fresh. So I thought I'll make an effort. Stephen has sent up. Sorry, Stephen has sent that uh, link to the the micro shorts. I thought uh-huh. Thomas would be a, a shoe in for the middle one, which was the cut off denims and the socks and the uh, the, oh. the slip on shoes. Yeah. Yep. Hashtag five inch seam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, summer is on the horizon. Um, I think I think it's a good look. Yeah. No, I think people, people should... locked down. But I think I should what? I was gonna say you no, should I... try it when, when we go out. Like I would like to see what these shorts look like. Well the way I see it, I've been in lockdown for the last year, so no this is any right to judge. Exactly. Body <laughs> confidence should actually be at an all time high because we've all just gone, fuck it. Yeah, I don't want to be like uh, shamed, body shamed for my choices. Nope, <laughs> nope. No. As I said in a photo, I am going to wear heels when we go out though, because I want a picture. Because I, I even tried to change the movie scramble cover photo on Twitter to that picture, but I can't because I'm too short and it cuts me out. So I'd like a photo where either we're all sitting down so it levels, levels the playing field a bit, and I just put on like super heels and elevate myself so that we can get a nice picture together. The problem is, you turn up wearing heels with me and John wear heels as well. And. <laughs> Yeah, we've got all these Christmas presents we've not had a chance to wear yet, you know. So. <laughs> you know, I've got my, my heels and my cut-off denim shorts. It's uh, the oh white socks. God, you, you are going to look so attractive, I can't even put it into words. I think the Guardian must be trolling me at the moment because the, the latest article was on Hawaiian shirts, how that's <laughs> going to be the big thing this year, except you're not supposed to wear them because they're culturally insensitive. Oh, my God. No, really? Mm-hmm. That's about twenty of them. To who? To, to Hawaiians. <laughs> to Hawaiians. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no that, 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 that's what that's obviously the obvious answer here. But I'm questioning like the Hawaiians wear Hawaiian shirts though, because I've always ever seen like white people wear those shirts, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it's culturally appropriate apart from the fact they call Hawaiian shirts. We've changed the name of them. Call them white guy shirts. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a white, white boy summer. White boy summer. <laughs> white summer. <laughs> I mean, we're what, like five minutes into this recording and white boy summer has been mentioned and not by me. I didn't even say it first. 
No, I need to read this article in the, the Guardian about the Hawaiians. You, you think the Guardian are trolling you? I think the Guardian are trolling me half the time. <laughs> uh, or trolling life. But yeah, no, maybe, maybe there is some kind of reason why you can't wear Hawaiian shirts, but I have never seen... I just didn't know Hawaiian shirts were uh, indigenous. Like, Yeah, I always thought it was something that like tourists wore. Like, I never yeah. thought it was something that actual Hawaiian people wore. Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never been. I wasn't interested to read the full article. Yeah. <laughs> John just, just like skimmed the first two sentences and knew that was enough to make him angry, so gave up. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome in 2021. We have the barbecue at yours, Sonny. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, the worst thing is, I don't get a lot of sun in my back garden. It's rubbish. It's like a volcano. Like, I burn like two seconds after going outside. It's too hot in my back garden. Yeah, but you're very, very pale. That's true. Well, we should all sparkle. See, Mary won't get that because she doesn't. You haven't seen the film, I do. Sorry. I do oh. get it. Um, oh, sorry. I thought uh, you wouldn't have. No, the wee sparkly twilight fuck. No, I get it. Sadly, <laughs> have, I you know not, have you not seen them? I thought you seen them. I thought everybody had just seen them at one point. I don't know. I have seen a clip of one that had Michael Sheen in it. Is that right? Yeah. And he was like ripping someone's head off or something. But that's as far as I've got into the. He's pretty I, good. I, it, to be fair. Um, he's. I know the problems are pish. I don't like them, but the the third film's good. I still maintain that. I say that every time these films come up, I always say the third <laughs> film's good. It's a guy that directed Freddy tonight. Oh yeah, that's oh god, that fucking haunts me forever. It is a bit of departure in terms of vampire films, but I took my sister to see it, and I was like, I've seen the other two, so I'm just sitting out with this. When I finished, I thought I actually quite enjoyed that, and I was talking to people, and nobody believed me. I'm like, no, seriously, it's quite good. It's actually quite a good film. Not, nah, you're at it, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen it? No, I've seen the first one. Well, the third one's good. I'm not, I'm not saying watch it, I'm just saying it's good. It's the end. Do you think that, like, Kirsten Stewart and Robert Pattinson are embarrassed that they did? Because they've gone on to do quite, like, different, like, quite indie, quite out there things. Do you think they're embarrassed that they did that? Or do you think it was just a launch pad for them and they knew it was going to be shit? I think, see if any of them either were embarrassed by it, they should give me all the money they made for it. <laughs> and continue to do their independent projects. Sure. Yep. I'll take your embarrassment and, money any day. And how many films did they make? Five. Yeah. I thought it was only three. No, it was four books, five films. That's split the last. Oh, they split the last one yeah. into two, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, but you could. I know Harry Potter did it, and people said that Harry Potter really need to do it. I didn't mind. I like I mean, for the first Harry Potter part one, six, whatever it is. It does drag a wee bit. The seventh one does drag a wee bit, and the eighth one is great. This is a film that this book did not need to be split into. It really didn't. And I've not read the books, but I've seen all the films and I'm watching mm-hmm. the film with my sister again. I just take her to see him. She was when she was younger. And I'm going, nothing's not literally nothing is happening here. Like there's nothing is happening. And in fact, do you think you'll ever see them, maybe? Uh, no, I've never seen a Twilight or a Harry Potter, right. and I don't really intend to watch either. So Can I tell you the ending of Twilight sure. then? And we can cut this out, John, for spoiler reasons or whatever. Uh, John, have you seen them all? Yes, I've seen them all. Yeah. yeah. Right, I so do know the CGI baby. Is that something that's... Oh, no, no, no. That's not that. Although oh, we right. get, I, I, I can get to that a bit with the imprints okay. on her, and it's really <laughs> fucking creepy. In the book, so in the film, you have this big massive battle scene at the end. Mm-hmm. And the, evil. Uh, the last one, the last one. Right. So like the, fifth, the fifth final film of it is in like Michael Sheen's evil vampires and the good vampires. And I'm going, okay, 
this battle scene's actually pretty good. And oh my god, people are getting murdered left, right, and center. Like important characters are just getting killed willy nilly. I'm like, do you know what? This franchise has been poor for the most part. Third film aside, but this 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 ending may actually redeem it. This is pretty cool, and it turns out it's all just a vision. So basically, the show Michael Sheen's <sighs> evil vampire. This is what will happen if you fight us. Everybody's going to die, and he goes, "Okay, oh, kill and turns away." So I'm like, "Okay, that's like the worst ending I've ever seen." <laughs> the book. I don't know if the book is worse or better because the book is sort of from Bella's point of view. Right. So you don't get the battle. You get Bella saying. So the vampire that walks up to Michael Sheen and says, oh, he's looking at the hat and then comes back and goes, no fight. I'm like, I don't know what's worse here. Promising a fight and not getting yet, or showing you a fight and then taking that away from you. I'm not sure what's worse. I really don't know. But I was fucking furious. I just hate that it was all a dream cop-out type of thing. Like, And also, <sighs> I don't believe that if, if he is like a super villain would mass death and destruction really make him reconsider his path in life? Like, is that... He died as, he died as well. But I would just be like, cool, now I know how I'm going to die. I'm going to try and change it. Me too. Maybe it's not terrible. step off the curb that day. It's terrible. And about my sister's film was finished, and I was nearly crying how bad it was, and she was just cheesing how much she loved it, and I just nearly finished. <laughs> I was upset. I'm still, I'm still, I still hold it against her to this day. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can tell you've still got issues. Yeah. I was going to say, you seem still very upset about this. <laughs> I must be the only uh, middle-aged white guy that's upset at Twilight. I think it's just like if you invest your time in it, and especially if you're like taking a sibling along and stuff like that, although my sibling uh, obviously it was on a different planet because her um, review of Top Gun was it had a lot of planes in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> my interview of Vampire. I love Vampires. Oh God! One of my my colleagues yesterday said, "Oh, I watched Taxi Driver the other night." I was like, "Oh yeah, what do you think of it?" I mean, it's no Joker. I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Let me just take a minute here. I mean, they just just don't appreciate. I think Joker is a better film, personally. And you can, you can, you can improve on an original. Oh yeah, I just you know. Uh, but yeah, I get your comfy though. If they're, yeah, they're still annoying like me, even, even though I agree with the even though I agree with the comment, they're still annoyed. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those films that's almost like sacred, and you don't get to yeah. say bad things about it. And I mean, the, I love the, Joker. I love Joker, so I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, but does Taxi Driver not have why those kind of all dream style endings? About two thirds of the film could be regarded as being a. A dream. Or like a hallucination type thing. I don't even think it's open to interpretation. I think the screenwriter actually confirmed it. The screenwriter does because somebody confirmed it. Somebody really involved creatively actually went, no, it was all a dream. It was all a a fantasy type thing. Am I going to have to eat my words on Twilight then? Because (laughs) (laughs) I usually don't like that type of uh, plot to No, the the, the problem with Twilight is, for me, it was the fact that it was a really cool fight. It was a really cool scene. And then it kind of just took it away for you. And I'm like, no, Aww. man, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, and Harry Potter films are excellent. So I I'll don't say. really like like wizardy shit. Like magic. It's a dwarf like, in it. There's dwarfs in it. But, it's a dwarf in it. Oh well, that's out. But I don't like this whole idea. <laughs> don't be wrong. Like I don't like Chris has got it in to say that I don't like science fiction. I definitely do like science fiction. I just don't have time for like magic, which is weird because I really like the prestige. But see stuff like that where it's like fucking waving wands and saying stuff that sounds like Latin. Me out. I've got no interest. What about sci-fi if it's got a horror element? 
<laughs> it depends. I, I mean, I was a big girl and I watched I watched Possessor um, a couple of weeks ago and I was a big girl about that. And I have watched, I've actually watched more horror recently than I would than I would normally. And I've been proud of myself when I've not obviously yes. been. That reminds me, I've got a new Shield t-shirt, guys, and I'm definitely wearing it third day out because it's really cool and I love it. You've not seen the Shield, have you, John? Yeah, oh, years ago, yeah. I watched, Did you, yeah, no, I watched it when it was out, yeah. I, um, I, cried for, I cried for a full hour yeah. on Saturday night, like a full hour. And Chris was like, get a grip, you didn't even like him that much. I thought Dutch was your favourite. And I was like, I'm never going to get to see those blonde frosted tips ever again. And we've still got two seasons to go. I don't want to do it. It's it's the way he's a look at betrayal in his face when he realises he's holding the grenade. Oh, I fucking hate Shane. I hate him as a character. Aye. I hated him from day one. And the fact that it was him, stupid beef. Receding hairline, fuck. <laughs> I'm not over it. I'm not over it. <laughs> I don't know why you're so surprised that a major character dies after about four seasons in the show. It always happens. There's always oh, no, I, a few I know, casualties. I just didn't want it to be my beloved Lem, who is called Kenneth. That's my dad's name. So automatically, I'm like, I love you. And I just thought he was the conscience of the whole group and he was so sweet and he was just, he drinks straight from the Petrobismal, which is what I do with Gaviscon because I've got a really bad esophagus as well and I just felt so drawn to him and I was like, I cannot believe that the guy whose nickname is Teeth has just killed you off. I'm so upset about this. <laughs> but it's not just that, I mean, the whole, the whole scene is pretty brutal. It's not just a nice clean death. It's, 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 it's not always the look, of, the look of confused betrayal in his face, but then he has to lie there dying while Shane's trying to... Oh, the whole thing's horrific. Horrific, but it's well done. Yeah. See, I, my, my initial problem when I first watched The Shield was it's the first episode to do something really, really bad. So I'm like, how did he really kind of go from here? Yeah. Because this is actually, they've kind of, kind of this, they just murdered this guy in cold blood. And I'm kind of trying, yeah. I'm looking for the kind of moral ambiguity to watch another just bastards. They're just really, really bad people. But then you start to get drawn into them. It's a whole kind of Sopranos thing where yeah. these are stone cold killers, but you get invested in the worlds. Oh, totally. Like when they brought the Forrest Whitaker character in, I was like, I do not want you to succeed at bringing that. Like, even though I don't actually, they're not people I would choose to have in my life, but I, I still didn't want them to go anywhere because I was like, no, no, you don't get to take down the strike team because I need them like in this. But yeah, I just, oh, I love it so much. Like, it's funny because we watched Shorter at the film festival and Chris was like, oh, well, if you like, you know, racist cops that don't play by the rules, why don't we try this? And I was like, oh, okay, I've never seen this before and I'm totally addicted to it. There's the opener for the podcast. You fight racist cops. <laughs> uh, no, no, not in like what's going on this week. No, yeah. no, no. You say this week, but Christ. Uh, well, every day. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, yeah. It's pretty. But yeah, recently that I that was pretty fucking brutal. That yeah. new thing in America. The, the, the latest instalment. And fucking. Is, the, is the latest instalment, if I'm right, the one where he said he didn't think he had the release on? Yeah. No, it was just Taser. Uh -huh. I thought it was a it's taser like, rather than the side. No, I was a women cop actually. Uh, uh, you can't tell the difference. I'm just going to throw it out there, but maybe you shouldn't be in that job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a, an interesting post on Facebook. It was Stevie Wonder who'd posted about it and said, like to see what the parallels are with this case and one, I think it was maybe about three or four years ago, where a white cop, a black officer killing a white person, Accidentally, mm -hmm. and they get 12 and a half years in prison Jesus. for it. And it was like fast tracked through the, the justice system and everything. 
So he's saying, well, what's it going to be like this time? Where you've, you know, is it going to be the same, or the, you know, is it going to be treated in the same way or what? So, that fucking nuts. Jesus. That's absolutely hmm? mental. It shouldn't. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me, but it still shocks me. Yeah. No. No. We're we're not going to lead with that. We'll lead with. Uh, Chris and his son tan, I think, before we, we <laughs> <laughs> how easily he takes a tan. Is that a cultural oh, insensitive tan? But don't it's fucking keep that in. <laughs> oh no! There we go. You, you want to know what I got him the other day? And he thinks I am being racist, but I just thought it would be funny. Throw, throw burrito. And he was like, is this because we've been watching The Shield? And I was like, no, I don't think you're Mexican. I just thought this would be funny to play. And you do, you get two like foam burritos and you just throw them at each other. It's quite a funny game. Yeah, I think the set of, Yeah, uh, Sturgeon, I know you watch his podcast, I listen to his podcast, but please don't be cinema. This is what made these people just to, just to throw burritos at our Spanish husbands to be. <laughs> yeah, please open the cinemas or the pubs. I'll take either or. Oh, something. Just no <laughs> gardens, Christ. There was uh, an interesting post that I saw, or I think it was Independent, whereas one of the stars from Call the Midwife was complaining that they were never going to get a BAFTA because the, the show wasn't woke enough, which was interesting, apart from the fact that the shite. <laughs> I, thought, <gasps> I can't well, prim- every week, I love it. <laughs> it's primetime Sunday night rubbish. Yeah, it's just, it's nice, you don't have to think, it's just people, you know, it's, I mean, I suppose it probably isn't woken up in the sense that it is that kind of like idea that everything was like super rosy back in the 60s which it mm. wasn't but um oh i like it i cried it every week no it's like heartbeat with nurses that's what it is <laughs> yeah heartbeat didn't want to bath into that no i don't think so <laughs> maybe for the theme tune but you know i was going to say maybe for the music <laughs> <laughs> can you say that who else would love a gritty reboot of heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that the shield style, type idea, you know, yeah. that heartbeat. He's more biking things like that. And using gang. a sheep for cover when you take someone down in the middle of a street. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's taking a sheep hostage. Sammy's you know? <laughs> <laughs> like floating this idea out there, but I have a feeling that he already has like a script and a six part series lined up ready to go. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> It'll be di- the episodes will be focusing on different characters, and episode four is focusing on the the trauma that the sheep has gone through. Obviously, from exactly. his or her point of view, they haven't quite decided on if it's going to be a male or a female. If you get to a fifth season, it's going to get dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Love it, love it. It's the sheep frosted tips is in danger in that <gasps> season, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> not lame, not lame. You do know if a cast Bolton Goggins is a, a farmer, that sheep's getting fucked. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I honestly think that, I mean, obviously not him, because I would like Bolton Goggins not to sue us, but the character of Shane does seem like a total sexual psychopath. Like, I just feel like every hole's a goal, so... Have you watched Sons of Anarchy? I'm going to watch it next, because I know that Dutch is in it, and that's the only reason I'm watching it, because I love Dutch. So is, so is he, and that's all I'll say. Goggins. Yeah, there's quite a lot of the cast crossover actually. It could easily be like a shared universe, in my opinion. The styles are very similar. Uh, no, no, you will love him in it. You will love him in it. He's not in it a lot. I mean, He's in it later on. Does anyone else, like, does Lem come back? Is he in Sons of Anarchy? The actor, yeah. yeah. But 
the character. No, it could be it could be I think the styles of the shows are very similar. Oh yeah, because it's well it's Kurt is it not Kurt Sutter that does Sons of Anarchy and he's an exec producer on the shield? So. Yeah, I always thought there was more of a link than that. I always thought it was the same writer or something, but yeah, no. Uh yeah, Sons of Anarchy is great. It's Okay, it's, it's it, next on my list because somebody else recommended Justified. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, mm-hmm. I think like there's quite a big crossover between those three series in terms of cast. What when Goggins is never another one? I know. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in the Hateful Eight as well, which I haven't seen yet. But I was looking up his IMDb just to, to know what to avoid. To be quite frank, and um, it said using that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, sounds of an arc you fly through as well. It's a bingeable show. As long as Dutch is in it, because I, I really feel like I found my my soulmate. He's six foot two, though it might be a bit of an issue. This will be an interesting podcast that sees this gets cancelled by both sides because mm. they'll cancel us for our usual insensitive jokes and they'll also cancel us for the apparent wokeness of being upset about the Anthony Hopkins and white guy winning. Yeah. I know, I just, I feel, I do feel bad because I haven't seen it and I just, everyone is like, oh my God, you'll cry at it for a week. And do you know what? I probably will, but I'm just like, I am one of those kind of, I just don't rate Anthony Hopkins. I do feel like he is a scenery tour and I haven't really seen anything that makes, apart from maybe Silence of the Lambs, that makes me go, wow, he is, you know, the best actor of a generation. Like, I just don't get the appeal. He definitely chose a scenery in that though. Yeah, but like he kind of gets away with it in in that. But the thing is, it's like it's like I I, I've seen nominations that in the past. Like it's all subjective, but I've looked at categories and thought they've just given that because you want to take a box and most. Oh well, that's what Rami Malek was last year. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Fucking shocking. You want to talk about teeth? Jesus Christ. Yeah. When Catherine Bigelow, who I love as a director, won for Zero Dark Thirty. I was really. Has she won for? I always thought yeah. it was something else she won it for. And it's like, does she won because of the film, or you just try to prove a point this year? And that's just a horrible thing to say. But sometimes that's what it feels like. Uh, but but these but the other actors nominated in these categories and things like that, you think you've got a chance to actually make a statement here, and it would yeah. be rightfully deserved to so because you've got competition. In these mm-hmm. role and these nominations, and they just fucking make an ass of it. I don't know if I'm wrong, and I think Hopkins puts in the best performance ever. I know. Part of me is like, I'm obviously going to have to see it now to make a point of comparison. Now. And, I, and I will watch, I didn't realise that Sound of Metal was coming to Amazon. I certainly didn't realise Nomadland was coming to, to Star. So I will make a point of, of getting to these movies so I so I do have that context. Yeah. But I just, I definitely thought that to her, like, you know, all jokes aside about how much he's nice to look at, I, I definitely thought. That how because of the physicality of that performance, it was very emotive. And as I say, the film was like here, but he was like up here. And I thought, oh, he's definitely going to win this. Like he was Golden Globe, Golden Globe nominated as well. I, I thought that they're going to have to love that type of movie. They're definitely going to give that to him, and they just didn't. And I was like, oh. and he's not up for anything. Oh, but does it? No. Is that because of the? Because the film came out this year? No, because they extended the the period. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. They yeah. extended up until the start of March for the eligibility, yeah, because there wasn't going to be enough, well, they didn't think there was going to be enough films. They were going to have to end up like having Sonic in like half a dozen categories. Hey, man, Somebody fucking, fucking love that. <laughs> oh, I'm actually... me face light up. I know. No, that's what it says. The fact that you actually went, hey man, like that, and just sort of <laughs> rose off your seat slightly. 
Okay, couldn't be so best uh, special effects. Uh, no, um, it says here on the website, order a movie release in 2020. No, that definitely can't be right, though, because did Nomadland yeah. come out last year? Did Sound of Metal? That can't be right. So, so no, they, they did extend it because it's usually told that it's usually for the calendar year. It's usually the end of December. That's why they have mm-hmm. like limited runs in December gone, for these films in the states. I'm, but I'm sure they the expanded it because there was more films up for awards this year. There was something like 450 eligible films, where there's usually about 350, 360 mm-hmm. eligible movies. What's in the category? A film not in English language at the Oscars. See, the best feature of this animated film for BAFTAs was only three movies up. I shot the sheep movie. Is that for an Oscar? It wasn't for a BAFTA. It's a brilliant movie as well. It's really good. I love that film. Is it shot the sheep not a British film? Yes. Ah, yes. BAFTAs. See, it's a comedy where it's so deeper. I think it's funny as well. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were up for two BAFTA, they were up for two nominations in the same category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually that works that against them, doesn't it? Either. What are you looking at? Be the best film in a the, sorry, the oh. best uh, foreign language film. Just to see if I recognise any of them. But I wish I'd watched that. Is it? How, is it Covadus? Is that how you say it? Covadus Aida. Covadus. You don't I I uh, with any that. with Latin. You don't have any inflections in the language. You just say it as it's it's written. Apparently, I, I knew you would know Latin. Uh-huh. John brings out his leather-bound, gold-leaf volume of Latin to go through his I did Latin for one year in secondary school, and it was the only thing I remember from it. Yeah, my, dad, my dad can only remember, a, is it a mo, a mass, a mat, or something like that. that. That's the only Latin he has gleaned from, and he went to like a proper, like he went to St. Aloysius, so Latin was like a thing, and you can't remember a word of it. But I wish I'd watched that at the film festival, and I haven't, and I'm kicking myself now because... It's everywhere in the best foreign language category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't even know if it's coming out here anytime soon. But Maybe Glasgow it will eventually. They're starting to do a best of the fest strand at yeah. the moment, so it may be on. Yeah, because they've got that. They've got that county lines, which was nominated for quite a few Baftas as well. They've actually got Saint Maud. I'm just looking at their Glasgow. Oh, they've got Killing Escobar, which you got retweeted uh, as well. Remember? Yep. Yeah. It was a was it uh, La La Rona? I thought it was up for best foreign language film, but it was admitted for the Guatemalan entry. Um, and not the curse of La La Rona, it was a different film. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I was like, yeah, that seems... They've got Les Miserables for 5.49 on Glasgow Film at Home, so I mean... It's worth a watch. I don't think it was like, brilliant or groundbreaking or anything. Uh, like I said to you, I haven't seen it in cinema last year because it was literally fuck all else to see. Uh, but I enjoyed it, it was good. Yeah. don't think that's going to be a problem this year somehow, uh, as long as the cinemas stay open. It's going oh, to be but did every, you... every week there's going to be something There's going here. to be something, but do you know, I was pissing myself laughing because Paramount have delayed those three Tom Cruise films. Chris has been walking up and down like an angry parrot ever since. He's like, why just those three Tom Cruise films? And I'm like, I don't really, I don't need films. So. What's the three? The Top Gun, Mission Impossible? Um, Top Gun, Mission Impossible. Two Mission Impossible. And the two, the, the two Mission Yeah, they've all been yeah. delayed. Because he's he, apparently he's on Graham Norton this week. And Chris was like, oh, yeah, that'll be so exciting because of the movies and stuff like that. And I, and I was like, oh, I've got bad news for you. All three of those films are getting punted back to next year. And he was like, if one of them comes out on the day of our wedding, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, quite, I don't know if anyone's watched uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. That's, that's a film you had to have seen in the cinema, really. See, 
I think it will be released in the cinemas. I might wait because I'd rather watch something like that in the cinema. I think it will get a cinematic release. I hope they release this. I think they will as well put the Snyder Cut in the cinema. The IMAX, that is. I think all these Warner films will get some sort of limited releases just because there'll be... It's like you say, there will be a lot of new stuff coming out, but there will be gaps and mm-hmm. they'll be punting these films in there because then they're regarded as new because not everybody will have seen a film because it's on HBO Max, for instance, mm-hmm. you know. 